Welcome to What Should I Watch, a podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. If you have any comments or just want to say hi, please feel free to send me an email to whatshouldiwatchT at gmail.com. What's up, Grant? Hello. Happy Friday? Friday the 13th. Oh. Spooky. I didn't even think about that. It is Friday the 13th, isn't it? But so, why does it matter? Uh, why not Wednesday the 13th or <laughs> Monday the 13th? That's a good question. I know there's a movie, Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. The I horror guess. movie. I never watched it. But it has something to do with the number 13. I mean, yeah, that I get it. But, so like, why not Friday. Monday the 13th? Yeah, exactly. Nonetheless, it is Friday the 13th, so... you do anything spooky? Uh... Today? Yeah. Today's already gone. Nothing spooky? Yeah, you're about to go to bed. Today's done. (laughs) Today is done, yes. Did you do anything spooky today? (laughs) Did you have a spooky day at work? I feel like going to work itself is spooky. It's horrifying. I did not even think about the fact that it was Friday the 13th. That shows how much that means to me, I guess. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yep. Happy New Year. It's already the middle of January almost. I know, but I didn't say Happy New Year on the last episode because I recorded that with Mary. The year before? Yeah. (laughs) So just didn't think about it. But yeah, here, here you go. Happy New Year. Happy New Year! You know, I made a note on my thing, on my note, that I feel like I need to give you credit. Me? Because, yeah, because I'm sure, maybe, hopefully, somebody listened to my podcast and maybe they don't like what I'm saying or what I talk about, how I talk, but maybe they'll like the music, you know? Oh. So they'll be like, oh, this is cool opening music. Right. I'm like, you know what? I don't like this podcast, but I like the music. <laughs> I wonder where they found that amazing music. Right. Right. So yeah, for the listeners, I just wanted to say that all music, all songs. It's not song. Can yeah, I say it's... songs because it doesn't have a voice? Yeah. Tracks. Should I tracks. Say tracks. Sure. Tracks are good. So all musical tracks you hear on my podcast is written by this amazing musician, Grant, who happens to be my bi-weekly guest. He wrote the music, and he did something on the computer to actually make it sound like <laughs> what he wants to make it sound like. Oh, actually, you know what? The ending. That's, the ending that's me is playing. not me. Yeah, that's yeah, you playing. That's me trying to make it sound like childish. Because yeah. it's supposed to be like childish music. But anyway, yeah, the music is written by Grant. I just wanted to mention it just in case somebody wants to buy the track and 
Yeah, thanks you know, for the shout out. That'll be your mega million for the for this year. Life changing experience. I'm sure that that's what will happen. Yeah. <laughs> so what else? What what else do I have on my note? Um, okay, check. Yeah, I literally put that on the top of my note because I feel like I'm gonna forget about it. So I'm like, okay, as soon as I start the recording, I'm gonna mention it. Good. Happy New Year. Check. Music by Grant. Check. I feel like I should be more prepared and have like a site or something or a way to like look me up, but I really don't have any of that at the moment. You do. I mean, I have a SoundCloud, but yeah. yeah so you go to SoundCloud and type Grant. Yeah. Do you want to give away your last name? No, just Grant's fine. They'll okay. see if they can find it. <laughs> well, if you wanna, <laughs> if you wanna buy his track or if you wanna listen to more of his competition, just shoot me an email. What should I watch? T at gmail dot com. Yeah. What should I watch? T at gmail dot com. And just say, hey, I don't like your podcast, but I like the music. So that's good. That should be in the subject. Yeah. Hate your podcast. Love the music. Tell me where to find it. Exactly. Um, and you can tell me why you hate my podcast, so I can improve. <laughs> it's helpful, you know. You know, you'll probably get the opposite. They'll probably be like, "I hate the music, but I love your podcast." I I doubt. I doubt. Um. So what else? What else is going on? Uh, not much. I did, uh, speaking of music, I've just been working on some lyrics for a new song, but other than that, just been working, working every day, monotonous. Oh, you know what else is going on? What? Some stuff's happening in in the White House. You know how Trump had to go through the whole... Classified ad stuff? Classified files? No, it's not Craigslist. Um, <laughs> the classifieds. No, the uh, yeah. And the now Biden's gonna get hit with the same stuff. So yeah. Else? So do you think? Uh, do you think one is more serious than the other? You know, I really don't know, but. Were you surprised? I don't know. Were I mean, you... I I really don't care about that world anymore. Right. Um. But you know what, like back in the day when I was in like high school, there was a brief period that I wanted to study political science. Hmm. Poli sci made. Yeah. I was thinking about that today, actually, because I was wondering, like, how do you how do you feel when you hear something about Trump doing something illegal and they're like catching it? You're like, oh, yeah, he should get what he deserves or whatever. I mean, I don't know if that's the way you feel, but some people probably feel that way. Yeah. And then when it's like Biden now found some class classified stuff at his house, it's just like, oh, well, he probably just left it there. Is that what you think? Because you have a bias, you know? Right. I wonder if that's what the, what the country See, thinks that's about a, it. That's a work for the whole different field of psychologists and all yeah. that, like researchers and not so, my job. Yeah, if, you, if you're a Republican, you're probably like, yeah, See, Biden's I knew going it. down. They're all yeah. the same. Yeah. And if you're a Democrat, it's like... Oh, well, so what? He told you about it. That's the difference. You know? I don't know. Well, what I know is that starting, like, at the end of last year. Yeah. It still kind of sounds weird when I say last year because it was just, like, two weeks ago. (laughs) But I'm saying, I'm not saying 2021. I'm saying 2022. Last year, 
um, North Korea has been kind of going crazy. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the news. Probably here. not. Like, because sometimes I check Korean news. Missiles. Just to see. Yeah, they were like missiles. shooting some stuff, and they were like flying drones. Mm. And I think, I don't know, like some articles say the drones came like literally in the middle of like Seoul. It was flying in the Seoul, and then wow. some articles saying like no, it was not or something. I don't know, but it's for fact. Like North Koreans been doing some crazy stuff. You think they would have shot them down if they came into Seoul? That was the thing. So the I guess the controversy was that the Korean military, all three different parts or four different parts, including Marines, they didn't do their job, and they just I guess they were like you know slacking their job is what they're saying because mm. any of them could have noticed that something was flying or the stuff was happening or they could have detected before it happening or not just drones but. You know, like missiles right. and all that. Yeah, so. and including U.S. Army because you know there's U.S. Army right. in Korea. So I don't know, but I feel like whenever stuff like that happens in the U.S. or even like when I see like BBC news or you know um, even Le Monde and French news, I check like it's from because I'm interested in what other countries uh, think about certain incidents that happens in Korea. Right. Um, it's always like a lot bigger than what it is right in korea and i might be biased because i lived there for a little bit and you know maybe i'm numb to what north korean what north korea does and how the two countries or two two territories are like you know what what the state they are in right now you know because if you think about like you think about like afghanistan or you know you think about like oh wow they're bombing again and you know like of course like that's you know kind of dangerous country to go right now right but like I'm sure like if you live there not everyday moment it's kind of crazy you know right people still live their life and you know so I don't know I don't know what I'm talking about really no but that's an interesting uh... I I guess you know my point is the media always there's the exaggeration and different point of view and well I don't think people enough people understand that in America, like you said, because, uh, yeah, typically when we hear something about North Korea, I think most people are like, oh, no, like, whatever. But then you, you've told me in the past that the people in South Korea are like, you know, whatever. It's just something we have to deal with, you know. And also a lot of times it's not there's really a, a big deal. Yeah, um, that too. But also sometimes uh, people who actually live in South Korea, they always think um, it's almost like a kid's whining so right. for example, we have a new president, and then the new president tendency is to be like super against the North Korean, you know, tactics and how they deal with it against North Korea. Okay, so it's stricter now, or that's what they're trying to do. So they're kind of like whining, like, okay, we're gonna keep shooting the missiles if you don't give us some more rights, or if you don't give us, you know, if you don't help us, you know. But then, like when we had more lenient and kind of peaceful, uh, the president who would seek to have peaceful relationship moon he right? would yeah moon and there was a um president no he was mm. also sort of in that notion so they'll just always help north korea like okay you guys need food here's food what else mm. do you guys need you know like he always help us so north korea was always kind of quiet so like i think whenever they shoot missiles and stuff koreans are like okay it's you know they're just whining little kid and right 
Which is to a certain extent it's, yeah, true. It's true. Yeah. But again, like I'm not there, so I can't know for sure. Well, because this isn't a serious political discussion, I won't ask you which you think is better policy. But I will ask you this, because it has some relevance. I was thinking about the situation between North Korea and South Korea and Russia and Ukraine. Because yeah. the Ukrainian people, when there was talk of an invasion, they were most of them were just like, oh, they'll never come invade. Right. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And that feeling of like you what you're just saying accepting the situation and like taking it for granted maybe a little bit oh yeah yeah i I told my mom about that too like you know yeah because i think most people just couldn't believe and still can't believe that there's actually a war going on right now right i mean i was i was legit like worried when you know last year around february march when ukraine got invaded because after like okay if russia could do that the also, you know, the Korea, what Korea is going through is that, like, there's a, always this, like a risky, the fine line between trying to be a good neighbor to China, but also China's good friends with North Korea. Right. This is like some whole, like, high school girl <laughs> French stuff, you know, going on. Like, okay, yeah. I... <laughs> French? <laughs> it's like clicks. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and then the whole relationship with China and Russia, yeah. and then, like... Also, including Japan, like, oh my god, yeah, seriously, this makes high school, you know, girlfriend relationship looks like a kid's playground. But, <laughs> yeah, so I was, like, legit worried if North Korea was going to get provoked. Right. And literally, like, hey. shoot the missile down yeah. in the middle of Korea, South Korea. And I remember talking to my mom mm. about that. And, like, especially my brother, too, because he's still young. And I don't know what the younger generation who live in Korea think of North Korea anymore so right but yeah I, I'm still actually worried but yeah. that could be me like Americanized version of how I look at North Korea versus South Korea you know cause yeah people in South Korea actually don't really care <laughs> <laughs> even I think you know when that whole thing happened um, North Korea missile like a few weeks ago like, yeah I think South South Koreans from what I read online I comments and stuff on a, like social medias and like online news comments. Yeah. I think more people were upset about Korean army than like right. worried or anxious about what North Korea is going to do. They were just right. like really angry about like how much tax they pay and how they send. Because Korea <laughs> does have military duties. So right. They send their uh, kids, their sons to military and then this is what they come up with. Like they had no idea that there was no defense whatsoever. So, so it's like you guys can't even shoot down a drone. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like, all the old generations like in my day we would <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. we would have seen that right away and killed everyone there. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so I brought up the whole thing. What is this podcast about? Politics. So political. Yeah, poli sci. One lost dream. My high school dream. Maybe I'll study <laughs> poli sci. One Korean and one American <laughs> talk politics. No, I wanted to talk about uh, political drama this year. This this week. <gasps> political drama. We've never done it. Good idea. Yeah. We should do it on Friday the 13th. Right, because it's just as spooky as Halloween, right? Spooky, political drama. Spooky. Um, So you have a spooky political drama for us. Yeah. That sounds great. And you've seen it. Oh, yeah? A little bit. I've seen it? Yeah. Okay. Maybe not the Korean one, but you've seen this one. 
So the title is called. I'm gonna mention the title in the beginning because last episode, Mary and I were talking for like whole hour, and I realized <laughs> I didn't even mention the title. So like towards the end, I'm like, you know what? The title is、oh, Weightlifting Fairy Kim Bokchu. I said it in like 50 minutes. Point or something. So everyone that was listening was like, you know what? They're not even gonna say the title. I'm just gonna turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I have low listening like score on that one. You should、um, you should have a thing at the beginning where it's like insert title here, and then I should the make、title. a note. Yes. Yeah. Insert title here. <laughs> What's the title? <laughs> <laughs> insert title here. <laughs> If you'd like to know the title of the show, please listen now. All right, what's it called? Designated Survivor, sixty days. Designated Survivor, sixty days. Okay, so there is an American version of this. So is the American version the original? Yes. And they're doing a remake. Okay. I have seen some of that. Right. That's why I said you've seen it, not、oh. quite, but you have. I saw like a couple episodes. Yes, with the, with the Kiefer. Yeah, Kiefer. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer. See, I grew up with.、Kiefer. I actually just drank a little bit of Kiefer today. <laughs> Non-dairy Kiefer. It's good. Kiefer is. No, I'm thinking of heifer. What's Kiefer? Kiefer is like a probiotics. It's not、oh、quite、God. yogurt. The one I drank today is like liquid kefir, so it's not yogurt type. But you see a lot of yogurt type kefir in the grocery store. Wow, this is getting weird because I'm just thinking about the actor and yeah, like condensed into liquid. <laughs> so designated survivor. If I'm remembering correctly, I believe the president and the vice president and like a long line of succession were basically blown up or eliminated.、Mm-hmm. And then he was just kind of.、Uh, actually, no. Designated survivor is a term used in government. It's、uh, whenever you have a big cabinet meeting or something, you always put one person outside of the cabinet meeting, in case there's intentionally. A terrorist, intentionally. Oh. So you create a designated survivor. Oh. So this person is somewhere down the the line of succession, and they're they're putting you aside so that if something happens, you actually have one person to run. Wow. It's another reason why that's the, weird. Why do they assume that that that's how dangerous this country yeah. is? Yeah. Well, it's it's true. Yeah. So they always leave somebody out. Apparently, I guess I don't know what the meetings are exactly, but I know certain meetings. That's what they do. Because I remember, I remember reading. Okay, I see、uh, you why. Know, I think I got that from the West Wing. Oh yeah, you, you back love in the day watching the West Wing. Yeah, yeah. But Grant, other- Grant loves West Wing. <laughs> He always talks about like you know West Wing. So and so was in it, and what happened. The West not, Wing. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Oh okay. And、uh, I think it's also the reason why that like they don't always have the travel for vice president and president so tightly together. Like they rarely、really? go together, except for when they're.、That. Except for when they're campaigning,、oh. but typically you try to always have them on different schedules so that if one dies, then you the other ones. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, they have to think about that stuff. That's real.、Huh. If you look at history and how violent it is for presidents and kings and all that stuff, I、yeah. mean, especially U.S. because <laughs> this country has a lot of enemies, a lot <laughs> of enemies. Yeah, that makes sense. So now the Korean show, I guess, is probably similar, right? 
Well, yeah, I the idea. I didn't watch the American version, but I watched this one. I loved it. Um, but now, what you just mentioned that makes total sense because I was wondering why the Korean version has sixty days in the title. Sixty days. Okay. Yeah. That has to do with maybe their law. Yeah, I read few blog posts about um, the American version versus Korean version, mm. and it made sense. But like, you know, those blog posts weren't like analysis on two shows. So I'm like, I, I just got brief idea what American version was about, but right. it didn't mention like what you just explained. So it makes total sense. But I, I think what I read is that. A lot of people who watched both versions, they all love the, you know, little tweaks that Korean versions have because, uh. like you said, like the laws are different, right? And, you know, the circumstances are different. Like obviously, Korea is not the enemy of Taliban, you know, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I wonder, uh, I wonder what what all goes into that. That's that's kind of interesting. But the show isn't about how all that happens in the politics. The show's about I guess everyone dying and then this person who's unqualified theoretically that's kind of I think what the American show was like oh who's this guy who has to take over and of course no one's going to trust him and he's got to you know earn everyone's respect and all that kind of stuff that's exactly what happens in Korean show too yeah that makes sense I mean it's a, it's an interesting idea I think yeah. for a show do you you think it's yeah, a good yeah. idea and I you know for the Korean version I I thought the the actor who played the president acting president was uh-huh. like perfect casting gotcha because um, he can be very personable type but also he can look like somebody with authority so here's some music written by Grant <laughs> insert music here insert music here and you I'm should create t- a robot sound for you insert music here no you know the voice that you, when you call like company like customer service like Thank you for a call. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah. Alright, insert music written by Grant, and here's how the Korean version goes. Park Mujin, a professor at Korea's best science and technology university, is an environmental scientist with many achievements and discoveries. But he was drawn into politics because of the president of Korea. Park Moo-jin became the Ministry of Environment as the youngest minister in the history and has been focused only on the scientific aspect of the job without much political skill. So only after six months, in the morning of the president's assembly speech, the president tells him to step down but this is mostly because the opposition members drove him out. Then, on his way to the National Assembly Building of Korea, where the president's speech is going to be held, he witnesses the explosion on the assembly building and sees it completely collapse to the ground. It turned out that the only surviving minister among the cabinet members is the Minister Park of the Environment Ministry. And according to the order of succession, he is appointed acting president for 60 days. His first task is to sign a declaration of martial law. Then he attends the National Security Council, which doesn't seem too different from a kindergarten playground fight. 
The chief staff of land, sea, and air are busy arguing about whether it was a North Korean terror attack. Acting President Park analyzed scientific data and reveals that the suspicious activity of the North Korean ship had nothing to do with the attack on the assembly building. However, the chiefs ignore his analysis, saying that all he knows is science with no knowledge in politics. Due to the alliance between South Korea and the U.S., the U.S. military steps in to wade in North Korea's terror attack and urges to declare a war against North Korea. On the other hand, Na Gyeong and Ji Won, two agents of the government's counterterrorism task force, study the surveillance cameras and find out that one surviving assembly member from the attack was not actually in his seat at the time of explosion. This assembly man is a young Navy veteran and war hero who is a rising star as an independent member. Since there are 60 days to re-elect the president, the largest opposition party is frantically trying to make their leader, Assemblywoman Yoon, as the next president. The reason that Yoon and many assemblymen in her party have survived is that they left the National Assembly building early, boycotting the president's speech. Yoon has been in politics for all her career and understands that politics is a power game. She is a master of negotiation and menacing. With her extensive experience in this game called politics, she firmly believes that there's no one else who's more suitable as the next president than herself. On the surface, the investigation on the explosion of the assembly building makes the story of the drama. But underneath it is the story of a man who grows into a politician with the help of his ace. Since he didn't belong to a political party, he is harshly criticized by all political parties during his term as an acting president. Although the drama shows his struggle, he handles things well one by one because he is an honest man and trusts data rather than using power to handle things and play politics. Cool. So, sounds like, uh, I mean, just by the title and by that, now I understand the 60 days part, but uh, the kind of show, you kind of can get a feel for what the kind of show is, you know? Right. My question to you, do you like shows like this, where you kind of have an idea about what the setup's going to be? I mean, it's not nothing really super surprising, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, sometimes I do because I want to know what's going to be. Like, I want to make sure, like, if I'm going to spend time on it, like, I want to make sure that it's going to be something that I'm interested. Right. So if I already know, like, what the premise of the show is, a little bit more than just premise, and if I like it, like, I'll start watching it. Yeah, I think think it's cool because, I mean, you get a sense of it, the show. Like, there's not really a mystery to it. But at the same time... You're gonna to want to watch to to figure out those scenarios and like see. I think you want the protagonist to do well, right? Right. And you want to like him. You know, this is a person that's gonna be humble. Probably, right? Yeah. And like, 
he cares about science, so he's not going to get subjective or emotional. It's more objective. Right. Right, which tends to be, you know, then you see all the other people being emotional, and he makes better decisions, and at some point, people are going to start to respect him more, and, like, I think uh, I think it's, it's comforting. It's, uh, you know, when I watch a show like that, and I can kind of get in that world, and I want to come and watch it every night, you know, and I want to kind of see what happens next, or how he's going to handle this, and... It's such a classic kind of setup. Because the protagonist is it's like at the end he's winning. Winning maybe uh It's like a good person. He's likable, yeah, yeah. It's uh a lot of storytelling and especially in early TV, you kind of had to have that in order for an audience to want to be a part of it, you know. Right. I think a lot of times now shows are trying to be so creative and inventive they get away from that and then where where's my draw what do i you know why am i why am i watching this sometimes i want that but if a show is really well done and it has this kind of premise like it doesn't stop me from from watching it necessarily sometimes it becomes my go-to thing i think uh something like a doctor show or a lawyer show right. yeah. you know there's going to be some case right in a lawyer <laughs> show or a doctor show is like okay someone's going to die or it's going to be life or death or you know what the stakes are you know But this is kind of interesting because it's uh, it's a it's an attack and you don't know what it is and you get to. I mean, you can really put yourself in and imagine like what would happen if suddenly the president of a country like died. Like that's pretty. You know, let's say you don't care about any of those. You don't care about yeah. politics. You don't care about a president dying or you know people in the assembly building. You don't care. But I guarantee you'll like this because it involves North Korea. <laughs> Everybody loves some. Crazy story about North Korea. Okay, yeah, I can see that for sure. You know, like I can on my uh, back door of my podcast, I can see which episode is more popular, or like download number of downloads and all that. North Korea. Um, it used to be my very first episode, which is I'm not, which is what I'm not very proud of. Like I don't like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the highest. Like oh, most downloaded, most wow. listened to episode, hmm. and I think it's only because the title says North Korea. Hmm, interesting. But now, slowly but surely, my sixth episode—I think it was six—on the verge of insanity. Oh, that one is on the top. Gotcha. And that has that has a good title too, "On the Verge of Insanity." So I think maybe you should one. put North Korea on the verge of insanity in this title. <laughs> Designated survivor, 60 days of North Korea on the verge of insanity. And then we'll see if more people wow. pay attention to it. That's actually a good experiment. <laughs> I might actually have to do that. <laughs> no, I think I think you're absolutely right, though. What is it about North Korea? So it's kind of the opposite. North Korea is a mystery, right? Yeah. There's such a mythology about what goes on there, how they live, who they are. There's positives, there's negatives. Like, we don't know. I think especially for Americans. Especially because, for Americans. Yeah. We don't have context, you know. Well, also because America is involved in this whole South Korean, North Korea deal. Yep. And, you know, so, yeah. Very involved. In fact... I mean, in fact, it's the reason why yep. there's a North Korea and South Korea. Yep. That's, that's you know, we the We were point. divided. Like, Korea is divided. It, Korea, South Korea did not sign that. America did. Yeah. I remember listening to a speaker talk about that, and he said, 
the only way it'll ever change is if if America yeah America has to agree. they have to be the ones that make yeah. it happen it doesn't yeah. matter if South Korean president yep. and Kim Jong-un wants to like shake hand like all good so what other societies are like that no, I think Korea is the only now, country yeah. divided right and technically still in war right I think uh, there was obviously the Soviet Union and the Cold War yeah that was a big mystery right uh cuba well they were never divided though no no not exactly the same but yeah. so yeah i mean i think when Korea's, iran now maybe but what i think we, we what, what koreans talk about north korea and south korea and also kind of from emotional perspective they always talk about the sole country that's divided in the whole world right and I think there's always certain sentiment how, you know, because I, I mentioned this in my very first episode, you know, there are families in South Korea that they'll never see their family again in North. Right. Or like never visit their home that they grew up in, you know. Right. So it's sad. But yeah, um, so this is about North Korea. Go watch this show. That's going to survive for 60 days. But is it really <laughs> North Korea or not? That's That's what the show is about. So... We don't know. So we're trying to figure that out, huh? Right. So I guess, like you said, in America, they it's kind of like, I guess that's why they, they say designated driver, because you all go out to the party and like, but you can't drink. It sucks right. for you. You're the one. Um, yeah, well, how messed up is that? Like, I mean, everybody just get Uber nowadays, right? You go you go out and yeah. you should have a drink. Like, how? Do they, mean, what? Do they still teach designated driver? I don't know. I'm schools? too old for that. Exactly. Maybe but they don't. Maybe it's like maybe it's just designated driver is Uber. I also it kind of feels like you know these assemblymen they get together and Senate and the you know House representative and they all have like meetings and stuff like hey you can't come join us go sit in the back go sit somewhere else like what <laughs> are you bullying me I'm not cool enough to join the party I don't know it's weird that's what it sounds like yeah I think I think there are definitely cliques. There's uh, people that get along, and I mean, yeah. I'm sure that happens in the in the White House and yeah. people in the DC. But yeah, I guess <laughs> Korea doesn't have that law. But what they do is, I looked it up, and it says it's the Article 71 of the Constitution of Republic of Korea. So it says when the president, and this is my translation. So if it sounds weird, let me know. When the president is vacant or unable to perform his or her duties due to an accident, a person shall act on behalf of the president in the order of the state council members prescribed by law and the prime minister. Hmm. Does it make sense? Maybe. Sounds sounds right. So they have, um, I don't know how you say that, a designated survivor? It's not. <laughs> they designate a person to survive. No, no one's no, designated. No. So oh, Korea okay. let everyone it's go to party designated. and drink all together. So it, it doesn't just... matter. So how did they pick this guy to be the guy that does the stuff after everyone dies? So it's kind of like, okay, president. Korea doesn't have vice president, so mm. it's just president and then prime minister, mm. and then you know I actually don't know, but it goes down like. You know, kind of hierarchy. So all the way down the list, he's yeah. the only one. And then I'm sure. So, but he's that means he's know. above the people that boycotted the thing, right? 
people who, who were boycotting, they're not the ministers. Oh, okay. They're assemblymen. They're assemblymen. So they don't have, they're not in that yeah, line. Yeah, they're not in line at all. Okay, that makes sense. But this guy's young. He's even young to be a professor. But right. He's a good scientist. So he's a science professor. And that's why he got hired as a minister of environment. Because, and this is true, like Koreans are very serious about, you know, environmental issues and right um i mean you've seen me like i do things very like three r's reduce reuse re reduce reuse and recycle recycle yeah and you're korean yeah so you know it's it's an important job but for some reason it's not high in the hierarchy of succession the only reason he wasn't in the assembly building is because he was about to he kind of was let go that morning so president was like okay yeah the Basically fired. He yeah. They but kinda, nobody knew about it except. But for it wasn't officially president. announced. Right. So he was like, you know, it's kind of like that. Like I'm gonna quit job, so I'm not gonna go to meeting this morning. I'm not gonna go to a staff <laughs> meeting because I'm gonna quit anyway. Right. So that's kind of what happened. So he wasn't gonna go to this assembly meeting that morning, and then he because it wasn't officially announced that he was gonna get fired. He's technically still minister. Right. You know, that's some good plot writing that could come up later that they could use against him. You're right. Because it's a nice setup. There is an episode earlier in the show that a journalist asked him, you know, right. I heard through a grapevine that you were actually let go. Is right. that true? And this guy, he just he doesn't know how to lie. He's honest. So he's like, Yes, that's true. And the, literally the moment he says yes, all his like secretaries <gasps> and everybody, yeah, everyone's like, because he has his interviews, everybody's right. sending around and making sure he's saying, everybody's just like, what just happened? <laughs> it's like, cut the interview. No, no, no. Yeah. So he's, he, yeah, he says that. But I mean, still by the law, it was like the president and this guy was talking about it and the president was like, okay, yeah, people, I guess people don't like you. I like you, but right. people don't like you. So maybe, and he's like, you know what? I don't like being in the politics anyway. So yeah, right. that's good. I'm, I'm going to be out. And so there's like, no official documentation. Right. There's nothing. Yeah. yeah. So then that, yeah. But they golden. talked about it. And so yeah, technically, legally, he Verbally. is still minister. But then he admitted like, yes, I was let go. Huh. So the whole White House, you know, team is trying to like they clean up after that. his mess. Yeah. Politicians hated that. Yeah. The AIDS. Oh, all right, some trivia for you. After, in American politics, after the president would be the vice president. So if something happens to the president, the vice president goes in. What if something happened to the president and then something happened to the vice president? So who is third in line, do you know? Kevin McCarthy? <laughs> uh, now the... Oh, Speaker of the House? No, the Senate. The Senate? He's a Republican. Majority leader? Senate he's a, he's a Republican leader. leader. I believe it's the Secretary of State. Oh, that's right. That's so right. So that yeah, would be yeah, the yeah, third yeah. one. However, I think the uh, the Senate Majority and the House, I think the Speaker of the House is somewhere down that list, maybe four or five. I'm sure, yeah. Too. Maybe Nancy Pelosi is after Kevin McCarthy. Do they have that <laughs> that line? Well, isn't, she retired from isn't Nancy? Yeah, post. I was just thinking, like, wait, Nancy's out of, yeah. Wow, look how much we know about politics. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why this guy's acting president for 60 days and we have to re-elect a president or we wow i sound like korean i'm saying korea has to re-elect a uh, new president we americans have to re-elect a korean president wow i mean i'm sure that 
is kind of true in to a certain extent. There's so, a lot of politics played into like you know thinking about America. How we how can we make America happy? So with the with the show, let me ask you this: Do they does he make it through sixty days? Yeah, so that's actually something cool. So he, there are sixteen episodes. This uh-huh. is just, I know like American version has three seasons or something, right? But there's only one ber- on one season at least so far, and it's sixteen episodes. The the regular, Normal the usual, Korean, yeah, style. Each episode, you know, like it says like episode one or episode two, right? But each episode kind of has a title like minus. Minus fifty seven days, oh. and the next episode will be like minus fifty four days. Gotcha. So you see the countdown. So you know right how long it is yeah. and what's at stake. It's, it's That's count. smart. I like that. But you know what? This actually kind of happened in Korea, the acting president situation, because Korea actually sacked a president some so years ago. The woman. Yeah. The crazy woman. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy jailhouse woman now? She's in jail still, right? I don't know if you say if you can say crazy because some Koreans might not like my podcast and they unsubscribe. I don't want that to happen. We'll put that in parentheses. <laughs> I heard that she was crazy, but I don't know anything about her really. And I've um, never met her personally, so I can't can't speak to that. Yeah, so Korea actually I think what Korea is proud of is that it was very peaceful right. process. So literally the whole country, the citizens they held candlelight vigil for almost a whole year wow. until the assembly took an action. So that action started on December 9th of 2016. So that was the first time that the courthouse announced, okay, we will look into all the allegations against this president, which was a huge deal um, because she was still in the office. So right. they're literally. I mean, Trump is not even in the office, and the whole country is going crazy. How dare you, you know, search ex-president's house like that? You know, but can you imagine somebody like the courthouse, the what do you say, the the justices? They announce, okay, we're we're going to investigate our president. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Nixon. I mean, I mean, yeah, 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 that's true. And that's how that's why that was such a big deal because yeah. it yeah just. But anyway, happen. so she, you know, she got impeached. Um, and she had to step down. So when that happened, the then prime minister, uh, prime minister Huang, he took over mm. until we had real election, and that's how President Moon came along. Gotcha. Anyway, I, I'm sure listeners don't need list lessons about history well, lessons. But how long was Huang in? Sixty days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Sixty days. So I, I think the could, election happened before sixty days ended. But the could they day. have elected him? Yeah, he. I think he was actually uh, on the running. Ballot? I can't remember. I mean, I don't have voting rights in Korea, so uh, I, I don't know the details. But mm, I think I read that he was also running against Moon. I can't remember exactly. It would be hard for anyone to vote for him, though, unless he just did something amazing in those sixty days. Right, but I, I would, in this drama, yeah, Park actually runs for the president. Oh, okay. After his sixty days? No, while during, during his sixty yeah. days. Because I mean, you have to have gonna, a president for the six days before sixty days ends. So he's gonna go against the woman. Right, you're smart. And then they're gonna fall in love, <laughs> right? <laughs> they're gonna have an affair, and if it was Friday the thirteenth, sixty days. North Korea designated survivor, then maybe one of the presidents would come back to life as a zombie. 
or a vampire. But that's probably not going to happen in this show, right? Are you done? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. That's pretty creative. You should sell this script. <laughs> Definitely no one would watch it. Maybe Quentin Tarantino. Designated Survivor, Friday the 13th, 60 Days of Hell in North Korea. So in the beginning of the drama, they show they zoom in on Park, the acting president's shoes a lot. It's like a metaphor. You know how people say like, there's an expression like in someone's shoes, like oh, if you were in my shoes, walk and, a mile in someone's shoes. No, I mean like, hey, if you were in my shoes, you wouldn't say that. Yeah, that you know? too. Like, it's like saying like you don't your know position, someone. or but also saying like doing. In somebody, someone's position, like mm. being that person, you know, right. and in that sense, that's a metaphor. But I think it kind of feels like Cinderella. Hmm. Nice. Because sixty days is like you have the six days to be the president. You know, the whole thing about Cinderella is like, okay, is this your shoe? Does it fit you? You know. Right. And in this show, he doesn't like wearing dress shoes. Oh, cool. Because he's just, you know, a scientist. And, right. I mean, you think about all the Silicon Valley guys. It's like, you know, hoodies and jeans. Right. Some sneakers. You right. Know, the same sneaker and same dress. So he doesn't like dress shoes. So when he wears the dress shoes, he feels uncomfortable and frustrated. And, you know, it's it kind of makes it makes us think that it's maybe like that's not his size, you know. But it is, you know. He just... He doesn't feel comfortable in that shoes. And then um, during the show, he gets dismissed. And he changes into sneakers. And like you can see his face, ex- face expression. And even like the way he put his feet into his sneakers. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> but then like he comes back to pre- presidency. And he has to change back into dress code. I mean, dress shoes. But this time, you can see, like, he feels okay. Like, he he got used to it. Right. Now he's prepared for it. So he's adapting into, you know, he's adapted as a politician. He's Superman. Now he can wear the cape. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I thought about, like, Cinderella, because... I think the difference is that, you know, Cinderella wanted to remain Cinderella, but in this show, in the beginning, he didn't necessarily want to be the president, you know? Right. I mean, like, he didn't want to be the minister because he's like, okay, I'm, I'm okay quitting this job, let alone being president. Right. He never had any ambition to do that. Right. Whereas Cinderella had a miserable life and <laughs> she really wanted to be a princess-ish or have someone. So what else happens in the American version? Uh, I didn't get very far. I think I watched the first or second episode. But you had kind of the normal patterns in a first episode where you're setting up conflicts with the military because the military sees this guy who doesn't know anything about the military and it's a threat on national security. So naturally the military is like, well, we got to bomb him. We got to do this. And he's like... No, I don't think we should do that yet. We need to figure out, you know, we don't know who this is yet. We haven't assessed. And they had that kind of stuff. Uh, and I think 
I think him getting used to being comfortable and accepting the role, I think that's an important thing, just like you're talking about in this. What's interesting about the presidency and why there's so many shows about the president is that an ideal candidate for president probably wouldn't run for president, right? Wow. I mean, who wants that job? If you're smart and you're good and you're like... You know you can probably do more for this yeah. country or this world by not being president, you know? So if someone's going to be running for president, it's a different... There's something else there, you know? And I think... Uh, That's why I didn't run for president. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what are you thinking? Like, seriously? I'm not going to run for president. So that's kind of what these characters probably go through. I know that in the American version, like, he would have never thought about being president, but... It's different. Now you're suddenly thrown into it and you have to be president and you're intelligent and you're a good person. Well, what are you going to do as a leader? Well, you're going to hopefully you're going to rise to the occasion, right? And you're going to do the best job you can. And that's what's kind of interesting about everything. I think that's what's kind of interesting about the premise of the show is that you have someone who would be a good president is now in that presidency. And what are they going to do versus how we've always seen it in our history, at least our modern history people that probably have an altered agenda at, for the reason why they're being president, you know? Yeah, that's an interesting point because I was thinking kind of the same thing while watching this. I mean, obviously the two characters are similar because it's the same setup, but how this guy is like a, you know, he's civilian almost, you know, yeah. he's just a professor. I mean, yeah, he teaches at an elite science school, but from president's point of view he's a, just one of the million civilians and he's a good one he's a smart and he's honest right he's sincere and everything he says and he wants to do with his power is for the people right by the people right um <laughs> what's it for the people by the people what's the other one uh i don't know i've never been to grade school or middle school. <laughs> um, so, I forgot what I was going to say. So did I. Okay. Yeah. So, this guy, acting President Park. Yeah. Everything he's trying to do is literally actually for the people. And everything he's catching, like all the issues that he's seeing, is from the perspective of civilians. Like, right. maybe I shouldn't say civilians, citizens. Citizens. There I keep you saying go. civilians because I think about the military, military people in the show. Because they're kind of like nut jobs. Yeah. So, so yeah, citizens. you're right. You know, he's the kind of person like, you know, if you're smart enough, if you know how things should be, maybe you wouldn't run for president. But he was forced into it. Um, and he's using the opportunity to better the country. Yeah. I think that's an important point, too. I mean, you look... The first time I thought about that kind of stuff was just learning about existentialism. Like, what do, what do we do as humans in times of adversity, right? So this is the adverse time. It's a complete crisis. And here's this guy stepping into this role. What is he going to do? And, you know, that's how you know a person's, you know, quality or how they are. Like, how do they react in a time of adversity? And he's he's got to step up and be a leader or otherwise... It's not just him that loses, it's the country. It's, right. the, it's the citizens. Yeah. And the civilians. 
But yeah, it's kind of like everybody's dream having this humane politician. Yeah, you know. I think that's why I liked the West Wing so much because it was. Uh, it's like ideal president. Yeah, ideal. Yeah. I mean, it was super idealistic. Right, the whole right. everything in the writing, but he was an economist, and it's like. Oh, that kind of makes sense. He's going to look at it like a business, you know. And, <laughs> and so he was pragmatic and, uh, you know, I don't know. It was interesting. You know, speaking of business and being an economist, so they mentioned U.S. president in the show in the first episode because this guy, acting president Park, he's a scientist. And they show a little flashback of how he was sitting at a negotiation table uh-huh. with, like, some U.S. Um, ambassadors and uh, politicians that came to Korea for some deal. And I think it's basically saying um, the the negotiation table was sort of like FTA table. And then before the president, Korean president, got bombed, exploded. (laughs) So this is before that happened. It's like a flashback. Yeah. And the Korean president describes U.S. president as an excellent merchant, not even like a businessman. (laughs) Merchant. He's saying, oh, he's an excellent merchant who sells peace and arms at the same time. <laughs> and there's a scene that shows like an inter-Korean peace negotiation, and which happened actually when Trump was in the office. Right. And based on all these circumstances, I feel like in the show they say U.S. President's name is Reynold. But I feel like they were basically modeled after Trump. Uh, maybe the time that the show came out, too? Yeah, that too. Well, the show came out in 2019. Okay, yeah. So they're just kind of at least picking up some, you know, some traits of the former president. And Well, for this, you know, circumstantial event and the trait, it's most definitely Trump. Because of FTA and inter-Korean negotiation. Gotcha. Those two events actually happened and how Trump affected Korea with those two events. And the line, the description of U.S. president being like, excellent merchant. Well, there's only one way to know for sure. Did he refer to the North North Korean leader as Rocket Man? (laughs) Because if they put that in the show, then we definitely know it's Trump. Rocket Man. Wow, I totally forgot about that. (laughs) Little Rocket Man. So this show in Korea, was it popular? I think so, yeah. I mean, the actor who played the president, he's pretty popular. He's got a solid fan base. Gotcha. So, so they, had a, they had an audience built in with him. Then. Yeah, and then the guy who played the um, Secretary of State-ish, I guess that will be the role in Korean. He's, he's really good, like, actor, like, character actor almost. Um, and I actually met him here. Wow. Yeah. You met him I, in America? Yeah, I have his autograph. That's awesome. I would never approach somebody and like, oh my God, I recognize you. Can I get an autograph? Like, I would never <laughs> do that. But when I saw him, I was so like, kind of like starstruck. And it's funny because I, you know, in my previous job, I would see a lot of celebrities. So, yeah. I mean, I saw like Al Pacino and Brad Pitt. Like, I saw a lot of celebrities, but like. Really? Like, Where do you live? Tennessee? <laughs> No, Alaska. <laughs> okay, so like Virgin Alaska. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. No, not the kidding about. But so yeah, I used to see a lot of celebrities, yeah. and I kind of felt like okay, whatever, it's just another celebrities, and no one who cares. 
But then when I saw this Korean celebrities, <laughs> and he's not like really celebrity. He's just you know he's older and he's a yeah. you know famous actor, but he's right. a really good actor actually. You know, I saw him at Whole Foods. I'm like, oh my god! And you know what I did? Like I had this paper bag. Uh-huh. I ripped it off. <laughs> I ripped the paper bag and I like went up to the cashier. Like, can I borrow a pen? And I literally like <laughs> went up to him and they're like, I'm sorry, but can I get your autograph? And, wow. Yeah. Did you say it in Korean or did you say yeah, it in Yeah, I said it in Korean. Oh, that's and, good. <laughs> and he was really nice. And he was like, oh, yeah, of course. And thank you. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. I even like laminated it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, his name is Ho Jun Ho. That's his Korean name. And yeah, he's older and he's definitely not like cute Korean boys type. But I like him. He's a really good actor. And he played sort of like Secretary of State in the show. And him and the main character protagonists you know they're all really you know veteran actors so i think that added to the popularity of the show so people are like oh if those two are in the show i'm definitely gonna watch it you know right and just for for you that's listening if you want to see a picture of a bag that's signed and autographed <laughs> by this actor just email what's the email address <laughs> what why should I watch T at gmail.com and she will send you your own copy of a picture of a bag that's signed by this Korean actor is it a Whole Food bag? yes it is right so on does the it bag, say Whole Foods? on the bag you see Whole Foods <laughs> that's awesome so I ripped it I ripped the paper bag and you know like the brown paper bag yeah and it has a green Whole Foods print a green but, shopping um, Whole Foods bag yeah and the inside of the bag, so I ripped it in, and then I ran to cashier, borrowed a pen, and got his autograph. But yeah, so he's in it, and um, yeah, so it's a definitely really good actor. Do you remember show. what he was buying? I don't know. Did you pay attention? I remember he was. You were starstruck. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't really remember. But you remember the moment. So think back in your deep memory and see if you can recall something he was purchasing. His fans would want to know. I'm going to move on to this character who's from North Korea. So there's a character. And he's the speech secretary's office administrator. Does that even make sense? No. Well, you know, like these positions, like in the... He's a speechwriter, right? He's he speech, he Yeah, he's speechwriter, but... He's like one of the writers. He's right. not like a, you know, so in writer. that department. Yeah, he's just one of the writers. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. But um, he's actually from North Korea. Okay. So he's a, a defector. So he came to South Korea as a young boy. And I mean, he grew up in South Korea. So he's South Korean. His nationality is South Korean. But, you know, like the, the opposition members, they look at him as... North you know, Korean. You never know. Right. I don't know why the president even hired him. You're and, a spy. Yeah, who knows? You could be a spy. And, you know, so there's all this discrimination against him, and so that sort of like um, has another way of showing the acting president's humane side. But instead of him being like empathetic or trying to force this emotional side onto other people, like, well, we should, uh, we should not discriminate. Instead of doing that, there's there's a like a little event that happens. He sort of like makes the event to help people understand that he's not different from us. Mm. And when I looked up, I believe 
the character in the American version is Muslim. Oh, okay. It says uh, he's the in American version. His name is Seth Wright. So I guess he's a Muslim, or um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. That's something that you know. Obviously, with all the discrimination, especially probably when that show came out, still. Well, because in American version, it, yeah, you, you guys think about like it's the terror attack yeah. of Taliban. it's Al Qaeda or yeah. Taliban or whatever. Yeah, so I thought that character. Well, I didn't know the American version had that that character, but I I thought having this North Korean defector character was really good idea. Right, and that's something like you know like how they were really good at like changing few things to make it more believable and right more like a Korean yeah Korean. yeah you know speaking of realistic <laughs> I was looking at like a lot of like YouTube videos about this show like uh, viewing like a reaction you know how mm. there are a lot of reaction videos, like, reaction videos yeah. or like um, summaries or you know things like this I was watching a few videos and then I found this comment that says somebody was like well I didn't buy the show. How could like president and everyone in the assembly building and like be bombed and die all together? So I wasn't, I wasn't buying it. I wasn't going to watch it, mm. but I, I thought it was totally believable when I heard the, in the first episode, the whole opposition party w- walk off the meeting <laughs> and they actually didn't even attend the speech meeting. Right. It's like, okay, yeah, that's totally true. I'm going to watch <laughs> this show. Yeah, that's, that's smart. Because I feel like that happens all the time. Like this whole, they always fight in the assembly building, right. and they're like, "Like, okay, I'm not doing this. I'm walking out." Yeah, yeah that's their one form of uh, protest. But like, so you think that would really happen? Obviously, that brings the realistic part of it. But I don't know if that didn't happen probably in the American show. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you said I don't I, think that plot point would be the was the same. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like. Well, they changed a few things. So yeah. But that's totally realistic so, in yeah, Korea yeah, because that, they that always, is. always fight. And like a lot of times, like I'm not attending the next whole month right. or like I'm not attending today. I'm walking out, you know, something like that. So it's always. And the thing is like Korea has a lot of different political parties. Right. It's not um, just the two. But they always like, you know, whether it's like extreme right wing, extreme left wing, there's all or you're close to neutral. They always kind of, you know, become one or the other. So people are like okay i'm walking out <laughs> that happens all the time so i was reading the comment like wow this is this is hilarious <laughs> this person was like yeah i wasn't buying the plot but when i heard that was happening in the first episode i decided to watch <laughs> so yeah um korea actually has like 45 45 political parties as of last year might change this year wow that sounds actual actually democratic I don't know, but some of those are really little kind of crazy. So Yeah, but it's democracy is, should be. It shouldn't be like, oh, we're just going to narrow it down to two. That's not a real choice, you know? I don't feel like. I feel like a choice between 45 is more more, more accurate of a choice choice. Yeah, I was kind of like, what? Like, you have to pick one or the other? Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's like, I talked about this in the last episode. Like, do you like your mom or do you like your dad? <laughs> Yeah, weird. But yeah, Korea has about 45, but really they're like super famous, maybe like top five parties. Okay, yeah. And they always kind of fight with each other, so. 
And then there's the whole military thing comes into play because the military is a big part of Korean society and right. politics and all of that. And Korea actually had a military government not too long ago in the 70s up until early 80s. So, yeah, that's a big part of um, when they announced martial law yeah, and that, Korea went into the certain state in the show. That didn't end well. It's like people are... I feel like if, if this were to actually happen, people would be more afraid of martial law going into effect right. than like North Korea or whatever is going to happen because it's a nightmare for Koreans to having that military government again. Right. So... Do they, I guess you find out whether it was North Korea or not. Yeah, right? yeah, you do find out at the end. And I think that whole plot, that arc of, you know, it's sort of like a dual arc. So you have to find out who bombed the assembly building. But also you have to find out who's going to win the re-election. Right. And you got 60 days and this woman, she's, I mean, she's good. She knows what she's doing. She's been doing this her whole life. And... She knows how to play the media also. Right. So. She's a politician. Yeah, yeah. So She's a real politician. <laughs> not some guy who doesn't know how to wear shoes. Right. So yeah, it's her and this guy. And the one guy that I mentioned during my spiel. Um, he's a formal Navy veteran. And he's an independent. He doesn't have a political party. This is the guy from Whole Foods? <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. This guy's young. The Whole Food guy is Secretary of State. Oh, that's right. That's right. And, um, yeah, so it's the main big three. So the current acting president mm. and the experienced, the opposition, largest opposition political party's leader and the young Navy veteran. He's young, but he's, like, independent. Like, independent as a political He doesn't have a political party, so uh-huh. he's an independent runner. And he has been a rising star because of, you know, he's sort of like he has everything that people want to see from politician. He's right. got, he's got like certain charisma. Yeah. And he's got the character. He always kind of wears his like whole navy white suit kind of thing. And he's, he's very, like he shows like his loyalty to the country. But also he has a story because he's a war hero. Right. And he's a war hero because there was a fight between North and South Korea in 1999. It was on the ocean. And South Korean Navy actually killed off the North Korean gotcha. ship and all that. It was so. a sea battle. Sea, yeah, it was like a small sea battle. Not like the whole ocean was bombed. Um, so in the show, I think they, they didn't say exactly the same name, but that's what they're referring to. Huh. So he was the leader in the battle. And then he ran for president afterwards or whatever or so he got into politics after he got into politics after that right. so he's got the story he's got the charisma and he's got good character showing like his loyalty to the country so he's sort of like the whole perfect candidate for you know the new president and he's a male hmm. so he's yeah, also a they good don't rival. like women in korea well yeah i mean this woman sounds like she's role model for a lot of girls and stuff right. but it's still like it's pretty conservative right. world so they they will let this woman to be the leader of the political party but will right. they let her to be the president that's right. another story yep. I mean freaking America couldn't elect nope. women you know? I haven't had one yet actually Korea did have one president although that didn't go now she's that in didn't jail well. <laughs> yeah. that's what happens I think what's really Smooth, what's really well done in the drama is that how the acting person Park 
he learns to be a politician without mm. being a politician. Mm. What does that mean? I don't know. You go find out. It means he learns how to get things done and compromise without compromising too much. He without learns how being to get a politician. Without being a politician. Yeah. That's the secret of politics is you don't do politics. Yeah. Same thing with being a boss. You know, you have to boss people around without being a boss. Without being a boss. Yeah. Okay. So he learns that. He's good at that. And somebody also kind of put that seed in his mind about how to become a good politician. And also, like, how to use your power. Because that's really what politicians is about. The so, matter is how, how you use your power. Right. You know? Is it his aides that help him? Or is there another character that, like, is a mentor? Well, it's everyone, like, his aides, but also in the beginning of the show, acting president Park kind of dismisses the secretary of state, uh, the Whole Food guy. Yeah. So he's like, okay, well, I'm happy to go, but don't forget this moment. This is how you use your power. He says that. Huh. Because up until that moment... The acting president is sort of like, ah, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, he he's like undecided, indecisive, yeah, indecisive. and it's like, well, maybe I shouldn't do this, and or he's relying on too much of like, where's the data, data? That's all he wants, you know? Right, so that he can make a decision. Right, but he there's something happens, so he lets go of the state of secretary of the state. So. Before the Hoft guy leaves, he says that, don't forget this moment. This is how you use your power. As a positive, right? Right, as a positive. Hmm. And then he walks out the door and he runs into one of the staff in the Korean version of Blue House, Korean version of a White House. And he's like, I think you're right. It's not that he doesn't want the power. He just didn't have the chance. Right. So but that sort of like shows him like, okay, this guy is not just some naive scientist. Right. Maybe he'll grow into yeah. real politicians. So you see that in the beginning of the show and throughout the show, it comes out more. And then with the help of the, his age and circumstances and he learns, okay, he learns that I, he needs to be stronger. Right. Because it's no joke. You know, right. it's a freaking jungle. Yeah. There. Well, he's more of an ideal politician like somebody that you actually should be right but the big question there is wait what it's called the blue house <laughs> yeah it's technically what blue is the blue house roof house is what blue roof house yeah okay but that's the white house essentially that's where the president lives right well now okay Not so anymore. this is super controversial now with this current president yoon he spent so much tax money to move president's house to somewhere else. And he had like reason, historical reason and blah, blah. but my, sh and I agree like, okay, maybe it's not the ideal that people keep living there. And there's some historical reason why he had to do that. But the issue is that he used tax money mm. and then he's still using tax money to commute between because like blue roof house is still where, he works right so he's like a, you know kind of so like oh i'm going to work yeah he works at the blue house right gotcha so 
And then there's whole this thing about like, well, during his commute, like traffic gets bad because like, you know, I mean, think about like president going somewhere. There's a whole, you know, row of his oh, yeah. bodyguards and all Security, the cars. And like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's all. <laughs> but it's, yeah. So it's Blue Roof House in the middle of Seoul um, under the very beautiful mountain. Hi, Carmen. She needs to go outside, huh? Hi. We're Hi, still, Carmen. We're still talking. I read this during COVID on Reddit. Somebody said, uh, um, in disaster movies, disasters happen because politicians ignore scientists. Yes. <laughs> that's really funny. And I feel like that's what happened in Korean version and maybe American version too. Because like, the Korean acting president was looking at all the data and right. you know, like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm pretty much sure like, I can guarantee this is not North Korean terror attack. Right. But then, like, all the military chiefs are like, well, what do you know, kid? Right. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of a common, like, character trope thing. But it's, hey, Fauci, Trump, very, very realistic scenario, surprisingly. But the way it's portrayed in shows is always like, oh, yeah, of course. Why didn't, why didn't they listen to him? He had the data, you know? Right. Because, yeah, I mean, America doesn't want to just go after Al-Qaeda, saying like hey you guys bombed us so i'm gonna bomb you that's a very dangerous move assuming things right same thing with north korea south korea like i mean yeah any foreigners will look at it like imagine like tomorrow morning we wake up and see like breaking news korea bombed immediately everyone's gonna think about north korea right yeah without a doubt yeah but true. then you know do you really can you really go after north korea right you what's know? the next move so when this guy, when the acting president is like, no, it's not North Korea, everybody's like, what? Are you crazy? Like, you don't need data. This is for sure North Korea. Yep. Yeah. Well, some more recent history, Dick Cheney and George W. Bush, mm. their reason for invading, Yeah. Um, what was it? Iraq? Yeah. And getting rid of the yeah. leader was because he had weapons of mass destruction. Yep. But that wasn't true. Well, you know... To be honest, I gave up on an hour today. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. My goal of one hour running time. I gave up on this today. I knew I knew from the beginning I wasn't going to make an hour. I mean, essentially we were talking about two shows and we we're talking about we we're talking about politics. But <laughs> well, you so. can just cut most of my part out, so it's fine. You'll so get the, you'll totally get that fine. hour yet. But yeah, I mean, does it sound interesting? Yeah, it does sound interesting. I feel like in a sense like maybe Korean version will be more interesting to you. I think so. And to a lot of listeners, because like I said, who doesn't want a story about North Korea? I'm sorry. What was that about? It's about what? <laughs> North, North Korea. Korea. Cool. That's the only thing you need to remember. You should put in the notes how many times you say North Korea in the episode. <laughs> that way they have an idea about how much of a topic <gasps> it is. <laughs> North Korea was said 473 times. Well, I, I want to know, uh, I'm interested in what happens, and yeah, if it's North Korea, uh, or like, what is the plot, like, as far as who, who would do that? Yeah. I think that's interesting, because Korea is not a violent, South Korea is not yeah. known I mean, as in a fact, Korea, South Koreans are very proud of that historical part, that, that yeah. part of the history, because in, you know, the past, like, 5,000 years of Korean history... We have never invaded another country. We have never initiated right. a war or invaded first. You've only protected so, yourself. 
that yeah that's something that Koreans are and just in modern of. culture like there's no guns and violence and you know I mean so <laughs> only what, stabbing what would it take to <laughs> yeah you can't stab you can't it. stab a building down so something something unique is happening in when this for the show yeah no but that's true like you know a couple of days ago I was watching something and some it was like some French YouTuber. He posted a video how he traveled to the, uh, South Korea and he was a very like a light traveler, light traveler. Yeah. And it's partly because he could leave things like at a place. So like he was at a cafe and he had his laptop, his cameras and like he's a YouTuber so he's all his gears, right. right? He left on a cafe table and oh. he went to bathroom, he went to like whatever like nobody will take it like It was still there. It can just stay there all his like expensive gears and nobody will pick it up, you know, for like however long minutes and you know. So and, the lesson there is that South Koreans don't steal. Well, he was like super impressed. It's like, "Wow, look at this." It's still, and then I guess it's like he kind of on purpose like he did that experiment like he'll go to place and then just leave things on the table like cell phones and stuff right. and nobody even bothered to even look at it like what uh-huh. is that you know like people don't care so that became his youtube yeah it was like his youtube thing I, I came on my I f- algorithm i feel like that is how it is in suburban american small wow. towns no he was in the middle of seoul but so, yeah, yeah that's the difference like cities no you can't get away with that in yeah. america but like small towns yeah you could def- definitely do that that's really cool, though. That's funny. So I have one question for you. Yeah. Before we part ways. Have you ever met another Korean celebrity in a grocery store? <laughs> That's my question. Yes! All right. And it's also Whole Foods. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Although so different locations. Different location. Good. And this time I wasn't as starstruck. Which could be shocking to some Koreans or Korean celebrity followers. Because Ho Juno is definitely far from celebrity or like somebody, you know, you would go crazy. Like, oh my god, you know. Right. This person, also at Whole Foods, is actually <laughs> celebrity. Okay. He's young. He has a lot of girl followers, okay. fans. So his name is Ju Ji Hoon. Oh, wow. Look it up. So he used to be a fashion model. And Is that turned... the king? No. No. no, that's, no. that's somebody else. Sorry. That's interesting you asked me that question because I did. I did meet another celebrity at a grocery store now that I think about it. So yeah, this Ju Ji Hoon guy, he's, a, he's an actor. He's been around for a long time now. But yeah, he's really tall and he, he is, he's very popular. A lot of girls like him and, you know, I mean... I told my brother when I saw him, like, hey, I just ran into Chu Ji Hoon at Whole Foods. And my brother was like, wow, really? You oh, know? That's my so brother cool. was like, whoa. But I was like, yeah, he's just, he's pretty, pretty normal. And so my, brother, my brother was like, there's no way he's going to, I mean, he's a man. Like, my brother's a straight man. But he was right. like, what? Like, you know. But I was like, okay. And just for the record, your brother lives in Korea. Yeah. Okay, one more question. Have you ever met another Korean celebrity in a grocery store? And he might not be as popular in Korea as he is oh in my America. God. <laughs> oh my god! Wait a minute! <laughs> there is another one, isn't there? I met a woman! Okay, there it is. Oh my god! <laughs> what grocery store was this that? Is it. This is getting hilarious. <laughs> I did! <laughs> Okay, just for the record, you're not asking me because you already know the answer. You're just literally making asking me a question and 
Oh, this is hilarious. Um, I can't. This time it's not Whole Foods, but I can't say the name because it's very location specific. Okay, gotcha. But a grocery store. Yeah, nonetheless. very expensive grocery store where we live, and this time it's a woman. Okay. Um, and she had like masks on and stuff. I recognize immediately. Wow. Yeah. Under the mask and everything. Yeah. Still. Okay, one more question. Is there another Korean man that you've met in an expensive grocery store? Wow. I thought you were tired. <laughs> Isn't it time for you to go to bed? This one I know about. Were we together? No, I just remember you telling me about it. And he's frequented this grocery store on more than one occasion. The lesson here for listeners is that if you want to see celebrities... You don't go to their homes. You don't get Starbucks. <laughs> you just got to go to the right grocery stores, kids. That's all you got to do. And you, I guarantee you, you will run into a celebrity if you're in the right city. I don't know. It's definitely happened to me a lot. That's mostly where I see them, is in, is in grocery stores. Do you want me to give away the answer, or are you done? I, I, I met Ho Juno, Ju Ji Hoon, <laughs> Jung Yumi. That's the woman I met oh, okay. in the grocery store. Um... I don't know. I can't remember. Steven Yoon. Oh, but he's American. Yeah, but he's Korean. See, like, this is why (laughs) Korean Americans have identity crisis, because people don't call them American. Come on. Yeah, true. He speaks really good Korean, though. I mean, yeah, his Korean is perfect. And he's got Korean parents, right? Yeah. But he was born in America. Actually, I think he... He might have been born in Korea and then just Hey, Steven, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> just shoot me an email to whatshouldiwatchtea at gmail.com. And yeah, it was great seeing you. I saw you on more than one location. And, and we um, will never reveal where you were. Yeah. Okay. We are going to protect you. I respect your privacy. You, especially you because you're but, the man. Yeah. I was happy to see you. I wanted to like give you a high five, but yeah. <laughs> But see, like, I didn't Maybe go up to time. any of the, the celebrities, but when I saw Ho Jun-ho, yeah, who's, who's like it. 55 years old, <laughs> I was like, holy, that is Ho Jun-ho. I was like, I need an autograph. So that's what I did. I ripped the shopping bag and I got his autograph and laminated it and put it on my wall. <laughs> it was still on the wall until recently when I moved. So I think we should be rethinking the title. It should be North Korea celebrities and grocery stores. <laughs> <laughs> Korean celebrities and grocery stores. North Korea designated survivor 60 days. Any other questions? No, that's it. I Do you have a question about the drama? No, because I, I feel really solid about that. Probably because I do have that frame of reference. It's different if I, if I didn't know what the story was, you know? Yeah. But now that, like you said, you know, you have this sort of map of oh this was an american show i have a very good idea what that american show was number one i'm interested to see what the korean version is right i want to see how they adapted it and number two i just like the idea of like having that plot line and figuring out you know what happened and and getting into the characters and i'm a west wing fan what more can you say that's right yeah i want to know about the differences between the blue house and the white house Blue roof house. Yeah, that's what I learned too. The blue roof house. What's the word for roof? Uh, I mean, there are a couple different words, but in this case, in they one? used wa. Wa. Yeah. Above. Wa. Oh. 
No, that's we. We. Yeah, yeah. Right, sorry. I know paddock is floor, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. But not roof. <laughs> but yeah. Um. I think for the listeners, this this is an interesting show because you kind of whether you watch it or not, you kind of heard about the designated survivor American version, and you can kind of see like okay, get bombed and what happens and. But I feel like things can be more interesting when it's happening in different country and different cultural background and. Like I said, it's North Korea. So, what more can I say? Yeah, go watch it. That's gonna. Oh, it's on Netflix. Oh, good. Next time, I have to put this put this on my note. Mention where people can watch. Right. In the beginning, where... with the title. Let me just say that for the beginning of the show. T, where can I watch the show Designated Survivor? Sixty days. It's on Netflix. Now you said it a little too artificially, so I don't know if I can edit that in. Okay. But I'll try. Wait, what's the show called? Oh, yeah. Where can I watch that show, T? Well, go to bed. I'll let you go to bed. All right. I'm done. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy Friday the 13th. I'll let you, I'll text you if I see another celebrity in the grocery store. Yep. Well, we'll talk about it on the next podcast. Yeah. Good idea. Maybe my pockets will turn into a celebrity in the grocery store. <laughs> 